Hello, and welcome to the Essentials of Faith program. Have you ever noticed how some people complicate even the simplest Bible teachings as though God's hiding something from us? Maybe you've been frustrated in your search for meaning in life. I have great news. God knows just what you need, and you did not find this program by happenstance. We will unpack essential truths from Scripture that will change your life forever. What's more, you will discover a new and vibrant experience with God. I hope you're ready. And now, here's your host, author, speaker, L. David Harris. Peace and blessings, listening friends. We know that you could have chosen to spend your time doing any one of a number of things, but I am excited that you have chosen instead to invest some of it with us. This is L. David Harris, your host, and I'd like to welcome you to another edition of the Essentials of Faith program. And we are now going into part two of uh, the program titled Death, A Pathway to Heaven, Hell, or Somewhere Else. And if you want to understand sort of the foundation of our discussion, then go ahead back to yesterday, part one, and, uh, you know, you can get a perspective there. So let's not burn any time. Let's go ahead and pray and uh, get to work. Father in heaven, thank you for the blessing of your word and the privilege we have to study for ourselves. You said that we should uh, study to show ourselves approved unto you, workmen that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I ask you to give us wisdom to rightly divide this word of truth. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So what I'd like to do is read through the book of John, chapter 20, verses 1 through 17, to give a baseline for our discussion today, okay? Uh, John, chapter 20, verses 1 through 17. I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible. And the Bible reads, The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was dark, unto the sepulcher, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulchre. And she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved. I wonder who that was. I think that was John, <laughs> the same one writing here. And saith unto them that they have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth and that other disciple and came to the sepulchre. And they ran both together. And the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him, and went into the sepulcher, and seeth the linen clothes lie, and the napkin that was about his head, meaning Christ, of course, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. And then went in also that other disciple, which came first to the sepulcher, and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again unto their own home. But Mary stood without at the sepulcher, weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher. And seeth two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. That's past tense. Mm -hmm. 
And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus said unto her, Mary. She turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Verse 17 and final. Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren, and say unto them, I ascend to my father and your father, and to my God and your God. And so, of course, we are describing the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the blessed uh, uh, fulfillment of his promise that he would lay down his life and take it up again. He had this commandment of his father. But what we'd like to do is, is to cue in on uh, verse 17, where he said, touch me not for I am not yet ascended to my Father. Now, if anybody would have had uh, the worthiness, uh, the holiness to go directly to heaven when he died, it would have been Jesus. But yet he said, I believe his words, by the way, I have not ascended to my Father. So where did he go? Now, the Bible says uh, in uh, Mark chapter 15, Mark chapter 15, verses 35 through 37, And some of them that stood by, when they heard, said, Behold, he calleth Elias. And one ran and filled a sponge full of vinegar, and put it on a reed, and gave him a drink, saying, Let alone, let us see whether Elias will come and take him down. And Jesus cried with a loud voice, and gave up the ghost. Now we need to be uh, very clear about what he said. He cried with a loud voice and he gave up the ghost. Now, the Bible's clear that, of course, he died. That's what we're talking about. Jesus died for your sins and mine. But let's talk about this giving up the ghost. Again, Genesis chapter 25, verses 7 and 8, and the Bible reads, And these are the days of the years of Abraham's life, which he lived, 103 score and 15 years. And Abraham gave up the ghost. There's that phrase again. What does it mean? and died in a good old age, an old man full of years, and was gathered to his people. So he was sleeping. He was dead in the, in the ground. It was very clear that Abraham died when he gave up the ghost. Jesus died. Nobody's disputing, no Christian at least, is disputing whether Jesus died on that fateful Friday. So Jesus died. He gave up the ghost. But what happens when we die and give up the ghost? Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 7 in the Bible reads, Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and you get context in the first six verses of this chapter, and the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Wait a minute. So the first phrase here in the uh, uh, sentence uh, here, uh, Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was. Now, in the creation account, the Bible says, that uh, that uh, God made Adam. He formed him from the dust of the earth. Pause. He formed him from the dust of the earth, and then 
Let's go back to Ecclesiastes 12, verse 7. Bible says, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. So God created Adam from the dust of the earth and breathed his spirit, his breath into Adam. That was the breath of life. And so if a person dies, when a person dies, that spirit, that breath, or as the text says of Christ, when he died, he gave up the ghost that goes back to God who gave it. So when Jesus says in another place, into thy hands, I commend my spirit, he was stating the obvious. He died on the cross on that Friday. His breath went back to his father. And I don't, I need you not to go away right here because something special happened with Jesus. And we're going to read from Acts chapter 2, verses 29 through 32. Okay. So according to the creation account, uh, the dust of the earth, which God formed, from which God formed Adam, plus the breath of life equals a living person. So when Jesus gave up the ghost, his breath went back to his father. And we're going to listen to the Bible here and see what happened otherwise. Here in Acts chapter 2, verses 29 through 32, New Living Translation. Dear brothers, think about this. You can be sure that the patriarch David wasn't referring to himself, for he died and was buried, and his tomb is still here with us or among us. But he was a prophet, and he knew God had promised with an oath that one of David's own descendants would sit on his throne. Verse 31, David was looking into the future and speaking of the Messiah's resurrection. So we're speaking of Christ. Now, this is what he said. This is interesting. He was saying that God would not leave him among the dead or allow his body to rot in the grave. Verse 32, God raised Jesus from the dead, and we are all witnesses of this. Now, of course, this context is, is, is you know, about the resurrection and some other things related, but we're using it here to show that, yes, the breath that was in Christ when he said he gave up the ghost, when he said, into thy hands, Father, I commend my spirit. His breath went back to his father. Yes, he was dead, and he was in the sepulcher on Sabbath, Saturday. That's where he rested. And then on Sunday morning, the Bible says he was raised. But his body, according to the prophet, his body did not uh, stay in the grave to where it was allowed to rot. So Jesus, having given his life for us, was not left in the grave to the point where he decomposed and his body returned to the dust. But had he been there long enough, then that process would have taken place. So his breath went back to his father who gave it, and his body was in the grave. And had the body been there long enough, of course, it would have returned to the dust like any, anybody else's. Excuse me. But the Lord said very clearly that he was not allowed to see corruption or decay or return to the dust in that sense. Not long enough. Okay, so there's a lot of gospel in that, but we're not going to go into that. And so the blessing here is that, you know, people often make this big discussion of, you know, revering saints or seeing children who have passed away and we now miss them. And they say that they have flitted up into heaven as angels and they're now watching over us. 
Well, the Bible says something quite to the contrary. The Bible says that the people who die, they go to their graves. We all go to our graves and we are resting and sleeping there until one of two resurrections. And of course, we're going to do a program or programs on resurrections, uh, the one resurrection unto righteousness and the other resurrection of condemnation. You don't need to be a part of that one if you should die. But the point is, if anybody was worthy to go directly to heaven, it would have been Jesus. But he said to his loving uh, Mary Magdalene, don't touch me, don't hinder me, don't slow me down, don't hold me up right now. I have not yet ascended to my father. I'm going up there now. I'm going to go and, you know, do whatever it was that Jesus was going to do. We won't get into that today. And I am going to return and commune with you for a period of time. And so we have no record because it's not there of Jesus somehow going to heaven during the Sabbath and then coming back, jumping into his body and then the body being raised and then going to heaven and then coming back. You see how complicated that gets? Just trying to follow my thoughts right here. And so it's clear when we die, we go to sleep, we wait in the grave until one of two kinds of resurrections. That's the bottom line. And so we don't worship dead saints. We wouldn't do that anyway. We don't uh, seek to uh, have intercession from Mary because Mary is dead. She is sleeping. She is in the grave. Not only is it that Jesus is our one mediator between God and people, we talked about that multiple times in the last couple of weeks, not only is that the case, but also we cannot hearken to or appeal to a person who is dead to do anything for us. Why? Because Mary, the blessed mother of Jesus, uh, is asleep and she awaits the resurrection just like the rest of us. OK, and so you don't have to worry about uh, your dead loved one coming back to pay you a visit. You don't have to worry about your dead loved one being in hell burning because hell does not exist until the thousand years are finished. Speaking of uh, the hell that is fire and brimstone, until the thousand years are finished following the second coming of Christ. And uh, so we all get to rest if we go to sleep in him. And uh, we're waiting for that resurrection. And we'll talk about the other kind another day. I hope this is clear to you. We'll continue this discussion later. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for joining us, listening friends. Always remember, the revelation of God's Word gives light. It provides understanding to the simple. Until next time, be at peace.